Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Now, when Christmas gets all a little cray-cray, it can often result in a negative domino effect. The salon is so busy that your usual standards can often start slipping away. This includes lacking great customer care, not delivering on what the client really wants and needs, instead just giving her what she's booked in for, or even less than that if you're time pressured. It means your team are being overbooked and overstressed and your clients are overcommitted, time-wise and financially. The list goes on, but this does not make a smart business. Instead, you need to slow down to speed up and nail Christmas sales without compromising the sanity of you, your team, or your clients. Today, I'm going to talk you through how to maximize sales, minimize stress over the busy period. Plus, don't forget to complete my maximizing sales action list. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below. Tell me, how are you feeling about uh, the pending month in the salon? I want a thumbs up if you are like, bring it on, I'm ready to do it, let's smash it. Give me a thumbs down if you're like, oh my God, I'm dreading it. I never want to be here again. (laughs) And I want to know, um, are you fully booked on the floor? Like you as the owner, as the CEO, what does your life look like for the next four weeks? Are you fully on the floor, fully stylist therapist mode? Or are you a little bit half and half? Have you carved out a little bit of time to do the business things, the CEO things? I want to know what that mix is. So um, give me a fully on the floor or um, I'm a CEO. (laughs) Let's say I'm a CEO if you've managed to have um, a bit of a split time that you can do the business things as well as um, being the stylist or the therapist and the income generating person. So, because I know all of those pieces are important and sometimes we just need permission to go full in and just be the stylist or the therapist, like this is the right time, right? Okay, great to see you. There's heaps of you live. I'm excited about today because at this mark, oh, before I dive in, make sure that you have the action guide with you. I'm going to share my screen in just a moment. Today, we're talking about maximizing sales. Now, you think, what? Maximizing sales? I'm going to smash it in December. Um, I know you're going to smash it in December, but you can smash it Um, or you can really smash it because I'm aware not only do we want to smash it in December, we've got to survive January. We've got to um, survive in between Christmas and New Year. Um, And then people are on holiday. Not only are our clients on holiday, our team are on holiday. We've got to pay them. So we want to smash it. You know, like I used to get excited about December sales and then in January I'd be really deflated because I'm like, oh, 
uh, now all of that extra profit has gone away and I don't want that for you. So I want you not to smash it. I want you to really, really nail it and maximize your sales and be intentional about the way that you approach December. Um, Vicky says both. Good for you. Kathy is definitely a CEO. Thumbs up for you. Hey, Kelly, um, booked, but doing both. Great. Good to hear it. Are you looking forward to it? Are you excited about it? All right, let's dive in and talk about um, maximizing your sales. Let me just share my screen so you can come along because I think it's nice for you to hear, to see, to read, to touch. Print this out. Um, let me make sure I'm sharing my screen. Yes, sharing the right screen. <laughs> um, I think it's good for you to, if you can, and um, print it out and come along and write notes on it because when you use all of your senses, the information is more likely to go in, you're more likely to take action. So listen, watch, write, use the tactical, and especially as here in, in the hair and beauty industry, we're very tactical, we're very kinesthetic, and so writing is really powerful. And as techy as I am, I still write with a pen because um, it's an important piece of the process. If you haven't grop, uh, grabbed the action list, uh, I'm going to put the link in the comments right now. Make sure you grab it. We'll send it to you prior so you can come along the ride with us um, the whole time. Okay, maximizing yourselves. Let's dive in. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that because it is so crazy, just to be aware of the impact of the cray-cray, right? It's not, any, it's not only us wearing all of the hats, but it's also our team often being overbooked, but it's also our clients overcommitted, trying to do all the things. I don't know why we all go crazy for this one day of the year. Um, clients are overcommitted, so they come late, they've got less time than, than what they clearly are booked for. They want the world in half the time, um, and it puts pressure on everybody. But what happens as a result of that is often, we don't notice that the sales go down. I'll tell you what I mean by that in a moment. We don't notice that the sales go down because they go up because of volume. But what can happen is that we actually end up spending less per client or we don't work as smart. And so we work hard for the money that we make and we come out exhausted. I used to come out on Christmas day and I would go and have a nap on the couch after lunch at my mum's house. And I'd miss out on all the fun afternoon relaxing because I'd be so exhausted and I was just brain dead. So I don't want that for you. Um, I want you to come out feeling good. So the idea around that is to work smarter and not harder. We want to uh, maximize our sales with, with each individual client. And I call it slow down to speed up. Like slow down so we can speed up, right? And we want to um, be able to provide the top quality service that we always provide for our clients and not let our quality go down because this is our reputation at stake. We screw it up at Christmas time because we're overbooked, overbooked, overcommitted, and our client is her own brain is already over overbooked, overcommitted, and the two don't match. And she goes, Oh, this place sucks and doesn't come back in January. We don't want that. Um, so I encourage you to speed. Uh, slow down to speed up is don't do the squeezies. Like have this exact conversation with your team. Don't squeeze in clients. Sometimes you have to say no. And this is going to make us better next year to get ahead of the game. Um, and it's not worth it because our quality goes down. We over commit and we under deliver. So how do we deal with the high demand um, and not lose people um, and make the most of it? So I'd say quality over quantity. So if we're going to do that, we need to work intentionally with our team to think smarter and not harder. So have this conversation, whether it's in a morning huddle, if it's in a team member, or if you've got any 
uh, team members who are particularly bad offenders at this, squeezies, have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them. So do the math. I want you to do the math on this. If you compare 200 clients who all spend $100 uh, with 400 clients who all spend $50. Now, I know this is an exaggerated situation, but you might come out with the same amount of money, but which group is going to come out uh, more stressed? First of all, the clients who spend less are going to have a lower quality and they're going to be less happy with their hair. They're not going to have the things that they could, should want and really wanted. They're going to have the things that they got booked in for, not for the things that, that are going to make them look the best, feel the best. Um, I had a really interesting situation with my dentist, funnily enough, and it really cemented for me, why do we do this? So the dentist, bless him, he's obviously got some money blocks <laughs> and uh, my tooth really needed a crown. It really was in a bad way. It needed some um, attention. And the recommendation that he gave me was um, basically was to do a patch up job. And it was super cheap. Like I think I walked out of there, you know, around the $200 mark, which I was blown away by. Super happy at the time. But the problem was that it didn't actually fix the problem. I continued to have, to, I have the pain, the tooth broken, I had to go back. Whereas if he'd sat down the first time and said to me, Larissa, you need a crown and it's going to cost you $1,500, but this is going to last you for 10 years. It's going to take a little bit of extra time. I've got a payment plan. Let's do it properly. I would have said, thank you. Yes, that's what I need. Whereas he didn't give me that. Didn't give me the consultation. He just, he did what I was booked in for, fixed the tooth and it was cheap, but I didn't have another, uh, it didn't have a comparison to say, well, what are my best options? And I think too often if we leave our team to deal with squeezies, they give the client what she's booked in for, not what she actually wants because they haven't sat down and really discovered what it is that she wants. Now, the hard thing I know is you say, but we don't have time to do that today. That's okay if the client's informed because you might do this today and that tomorrow and you rebook her or you tell her what the choices are. Given the, quote unquote, given the time we have today, why don't we do X and next time you come and we'll do Y. So there are always choices. Um, and I think if we do it this way, then we can serve less clients, put less pressure on our marketing department, which is probably you anyway, serve less clients, give them what they want, get them to spend more. Um, and because we've got less clients, we're less frantically running around, putting stress on each other, putting the stress on the apprentice, running late, which makes stress on the next client. And we live in this high energy, high stress vibe. Whereas actually, if we slow down a little bit and really served people at the level that they wanted to, we could charge them more and then they're happier and also we're happier and less stressed. And we probably, we get longer lasting staff because they're not, uh, because they're not going to reach burnout. One of the problems with this industry is our, as our team burn out quickly. So slow down to speed up, I say. <laughs> uh, it's much better for everybody. Did you know that the salons that have um, the salons that have, and I've worked with nearly 300 salons now, and what I have noticed is to be true and to be consistent is that the salons that have a high retention, that their clients stay and stay and stay. Do you know what is, is the same with all the salons that have high retention? They have a high average client bill. So think about that. When you, when you actually give the clients the chance to spend more, they stay longer. Do you know why? Because they get what they want. They even get what they didn't know that they wanted, but they get what they actually look good, feel good, feel better. Make sense? Make sense, right?
Okay, remember to pre-book. Again, you need to get ahead of this with your team and remind them because if your team are too busy down the rabbit hole of just busy being busy, they're not going to come out and think about this from what is best for my client. Okay, and I always noticed that in the busyness and the noise, uh, pre-booking percentages went downward. And then in January, it would be sad because uh, it was quiet. So train your team to do future uh, bookings and start talking to them about it now. Put an incentive in place for your clients. Uh, now, what we used to do is we used to do um, a gift baskets or some gorgeous gift that we would put on the reception and uh, put our clients in the drawer when they would book their January or February appointment. We put a, a window around it, say between the 6th of January and the 15th of February or something, that six-week window. Um, and put them in the drawer because all it is actually, it's not even about winning, it's not about convincing them, it's about remembering to ask them. And that gift basket with the prize, you know, usually your team don't want your clients to miss out, their clients to miss out on winning, so that reminds them to ask the question. It's a really great way to build the habit. And I'm a believer that if you do it once, you can do it again. So if that staff member can get an 80% rebooking at Christmas time, because we've got the reminder there, then I expect them to have the 80% rebooking rate all the way through the year. So why should it change? Once they've learned the habit, they've learned the language, give them the language that they need to succeed. Now, hopefully as the owner, you know the language that works. What's the language that you use? Or maybe you've got somebody in your salon who smashes it at uh, pre-booking. What does she say? Take that, copy it, teach them. All right. Um, if you have a loyalty program, I love loyalty programs because you can do double points to drive behavior. We did that always. Um, and send your clients who don't have a future appointment that already booked uh, a small gift voucher in the mail, whether you do it via messenger, snail mail, SMS, email, whatever way to encourage them. You haven't got an appointment for January. We don't want you to miss out. Book it now. Like send it on the 27th of December. Do all the things. I, I kind of have this saying that if you do all the 1% things, it's do you know how you make 100%? How do you get 100% growth? How do you get 50% growth? You do, if you want 50% growth last year on, uh, on last year for next year, do 51% improvements. Like usually it's not one big thing that's going to move the needle. It's all the little things, do the things that need to be done. Okay, team incentives. The most powerful thing is that you can incentivize the customer and you can incentivize your team. You bring the two of them together, then they're both speaking the same language, they're both listening to each other, and they're both incentivized to do the same things. So incentivize your team, set the goal. Set the goal of the percentage that you want. Now, how do you come up with a goal? Look at last year, what improvement do you want? And um, then I want you to break it down really easily for, for your team, because sometimes it's hard to you say, I want 80%. Well, what is 80%? Give them the tangible number. If they've got 20 clients booked in this week or your team have 20 clients booked in today, how many of them do you want rebooked? Well, if you want 75%, then it's, then it's 15 clients. Tell them the number. Don't let them have to work out the math. If you do that for them, you're paving the way to make it super easy to succeed. Does that make sense? Give me a thumbs up in the comments if you're with me and agree. Big fat thumbs up or maybe even a love heart. <laughs> Just to shake it up a little. Um, okay. Oh, I already told you this one. Higher average client equals higher retention. It's, um, it's, it's so obvious once you spell it out, right? Okay. 
put together small and fun rewards for your team when they reach those goals. Maybe you can have some spot prizes on the day. The great thing about being not 100% on the floor and being really stepping into being a CEO is you've got the time to do the things that move the needle, like give your team a chocolate fish when they, um, you know, if Jane reaches 80% rebooking just for today, give her a chocolate fish. I just say chocolate fish because that's what we used to have. We used to have this big box of chocolate fish out the back and we would throw it at our team members when they did something really awesome, like literally throw it across the room. We just had some fun with it. Um, but if you reward the behavior that you want, then you will continue to have the good behavior. All right. Um, sales tactics and booking tactics. So I'm a believer in peppering in um, the idea of upgrades and pre-bookings not at the end. I'm not a fan for just at the end saying, let's rebook you or uh, at the end of the service saying, did you want to buy some retail? And God forbid, please don't say, do you want to buy some retail? I, we banned the word retail from uh, our salon because retail is the thing that you buy from the, from, um, the supplier. Retail is not the thing that the client buys. The client buys home hair care or the client buys um, skincare to use at home. She does not buy retail. Retail is an internal word. It's a supplier word and it's the thing that we buy. It's not the thing that we sell. Okay, so ban that word retail. It does not go down with clients like, well, what's retail? Do I, what's, what is retail? What do I, what do I, you want me to buy retail? What is this? And I know that, you know, we can train them to what that is, but that's not the point. Sell them what they want, what's in their head, not what's what you buy. There's a difference. So I believe in peppering. Now, peppering starts at the beginning of the consultation, not at the end. So at the beginning of the consultation, you should already be talking about today we'll do this and tomorrow we'll do next visit, not tomorrow. Next visit we'll do that. Start at the beginning. If you, want to, if you want to sell clients retail, you tell them about it at the beginning at the consultation. You tell them about it again at, at, um, at the basin. You tell them about it again when you're blow drying their hair. And then you ask if they want to take some home. Not retail. <laughs> Don't take retail home. <laughs> um, all right. Because this way it's more ingrained in the client's mind that it is something they actually want and need. People need to hear things more than once. Strangely enough, we think that we're repeating ourselves. We're not. We're actually bedding down something that we truly believe that they need. And this way it becomes more genuine and it becomes less of a sales pitch or less of a, I'm just going to ask because Larissa told me I have to ask a question at the end of the service. Does that make sense? Okay. So now is the time to get your pre-booking uh, incentive in place. Now is the time to start talking to your team about not doing squeezies and really starting the consultation and completing the consultation and peppering the consultation. And when it comes to upgrades, I know that often it can't happen today because uh, you guys are fully booked, but it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be talking about it and pre-booking the upgrade for next time. So today you're booked in for half a head of highlights. We really need to do the underneath because we haven't done it for a little while. Uh, let's do that when you come in and see me in January. We'll book it before you go. That's all it needs to be. Simple conversation. It's not salesy. It's not um, too scripted, although you might teach that script to your team. So find out you know what works. And if you don't know what works, go and find out what works and then teach your team. This is part of your role as a CEO is help your team to succeed. Don't just throw them out there into the walls and say, go sell your stuff because they don't know how to do that unless you tell them how to do it. Especially if you want to have a culture around genuinely supporting and helping people rather than just selling for sales sake. All right. Okie dokie. So 
that is today. Tell me, please. I want you to write now because you have to write it in to come to commit to it, for it to be written in with your hands, for it to cognitively go into your brain. What's the one action that you're going to take uh, this week as a result of hanging out with me today? What are you going to do? Are you going to do an incentive? Are you going to train your team? Maybe are you going to talk about it in morning huddles? Um, maybe you're going to do it in a one-on-one. Maybe you've got a team meeting still booked in. Where are you going? to talk to your team about the, what the focus that you want, um, whether it's pre-booking, whether it's pre-booking upgrades, uh, or whether it's slow down to speed up um, and keep the sanity of your team uh, and of your salon vibe. So let me know in the comments what is it going to be. And then I think that's the main focus that I want you to think about uh, for this week. Stay focused because I've got you back for next week, same time, same place. Um, and let's smash it. I'm, I'm assuming that the cray-cray has already started this time already. Um, Beck says rebooking and retail incentive. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right. But in, but in order for you to do that, you need to have the conversation with them about slowing down to speed up. Like, keeping their eye on the ball and actually what the client wants and needs because unless they have that conversation with the client then then they're not going to achieve the outcome so the rebooking in the retail is the outcome as a result of you having the conversation or the and setting the intention to really serve the client right that's got to be the focus serve the client in the chair because otherwise you know I think it's really easy in that busy environment to be thinking about the next client to be thinking about um, who's coming next? Am I running late? What's Jane doing over there? Who's going to be ready to rinse my color? And we're all over the place. So supporting your team to stay focused and be present with your beautiful clients. All right. Kathy says, all rebooked and more retail cakes. I love it. Have some retail cakes. Yes, retail sales maybe. <laughs> um, Vicky, Talking stuff through rebooking and not overbooking. Yeah, it's so tempting. It's super, super hard. I'll tell you what, um, so you can feel good about not doing squeezy, start a cancellation list. Um, honestly, it works a treat. Changing communication. Yes, Bex, change communication exactly. Change the focus. Uh, Nick, hey, Nick. Pre-booking and maintenance quotes for guests, big transformations. Yeah, I think that's nice. I really like that. That's a great focus. Really, really good. And definitely start a cancellation list, guys, um, because they work. And check on them daily, and uh, people will snap them up. Uh, it's a game changer in terms of not having empty gaps, right? Okie dokie. Hey, um, I just want to let you know I am launching, launching Salon Mastery next year. We're opening about mid-January. If you want to get on the wait list, jump on. I'll put the link here. Um, jump on and put yourself on the wait list. It just means that you'll be the first to know with what's coming up next. I would love to see you there. Okay. Hey, we've got three weeks to go. Next week will be three weeks. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. You still have four weeks. Don't freak out. But when I come back and see you next week, it'll only be three weeks. And I look forward to supporting you through those cray cray weeks. Have a really good week. Stay intentional. Stay focused on the client experience. And the last thing I can say is stay with your team. Don't tell them once and then leave them in the lurch. 
stay with your team. If you really want to step into being a CEO, you really want to make your business successful, you really want to live a life of freedom and profit, then stay with your team. I know it sounds counterintuitive because it's like it's an extra job to do, but if you stay present with your team and support them to win, that's how you're going to get the results that actually move the needle. So stay with them this week. Keep them intentional and focused on being present with the client, uh, slowing down to speed up, um, stay with them, comment on them regularly, catch them doing things right, redirect them when they forget about it because they're busy. Um, so I hope that helps. Has that been useful today? Give me a thumbs up. If you are here on the replay, then I want you to type the word replay. If you've sat here and uh, through the whole 24 minutes on the replay, then I give you a high five. Congratulations on committing to uh, growing your business. Well done. Uh, let me know in the comments. And I'll see you guys next week. And that's a wrap. Thank you for joining me again today. Now, after today, when I join you next, there will only be three weeks to go. And if you're already thinking of 2020 and you want to learn more about my Salon Mastery Program, then please come and jump on the wait list. Doors are opening mid-January. And if you want to be the first to know and hear about it, then make sure you are on the list. And thank you so much to those of you who reached out to me and we've had a wee chat about your business and what it is that you want to learn about in 2020. I really do appreciate hearing from you. Otherwise, I look forward to seeing you, hearing from you next time.